Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth a Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, October 12th, and today happens to be the birthday of Lindsay Rickard, so we want to wish Miss Lindsay a happy birthday. And it happens to be the wedding anniversary of Joshua and Katie Shepherd and Benjamin and Whitney Shepherd. And so I want to wish my two boys and their wives a happy wedding anniversary today as well. I hope you'll be in prayer for us, and I hope you'll be in the house of God on this Wednesday for prayer meeting time. I will not be there in Madisonville. We've got a guest preacher going to be filling in for us tonight. I'm in Maryland, actually, in a meeting out there. And so be in prayer for us as we travel back here in a few days. But pray for the services here and there that God would bless and help and just have his way. And I do have a number of special requests. I have several unspoken things, but keep Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall in your prayers that God continue to strengthen and help them and meet their needs. And then we've had a lot of sick folks and hurting folks. We've got some elderly folks in our church that are suffering some body pain and problems, discomforts, and we certainly want to remember them in prayer and ask that you keep that as a matter of prayer as well. Now, the message that we're preaching today is actually a three-day message. I'll say more about it later on, but uh, we will we started it on Monday. We're going to complete it today on the broadcast. But before we get there, I've got a good song here queued up by the Shepherd family. This is an old song. that My mother and I used to sing this together, and now our children picked it up, and Hannah's playing the piano, and the boys all singing along with her, a song entitled, He Will Pilot Me. And I'm glad the Lord's not my co-pilot. Oh, no, I'm not steering this thing and running this show and him just there to catch what I mess up. No, I'm glad he's my pilot. He's the one in control of where I'm going. I hope that's your testimony as well. Here's the Shepherd family and then the message. And it is time to look into the scripture. We're going to Psalm chapter number 144. We're going to look at verses 1 through 15 for the broadcast. This will be a three-day broadcast, and we're going to be looking at these verses. And I'm going to be preaching on these three days a sermon entitled, A Good God's Regard for Worthless Man. A Good God's Regard for Worthless Man. And with this being the third day of the sermon, we will be completing this message today. We began by talking about the fact, we called it the matter of the issue, that is man, that man is a creature made from God, or made by God, made from the dirt. And then on yesterday's program, we started looking at the point we called the matter that is implied, that is that man is noticed, God sees man in the dirt. Now, on today's program, we're going to complete the message and see in the goodness of God. And the way you see the goodness of God, I believe, is by looking at the past. Just look behind you, and you'll say, God has been right there. God was there all the time. God was not only right there, but God was right there in the past. He did right, and it's the goodness of God that we see. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. We're going to have a song we normally do, but I believe it's preaching time. Several things have been said that line up with the message God laid on my heart already. Psalm 144, Psalm 144, your King James Bible. I'm going to read the whole psalm, read down through verse number 15. We'll start with verse number 1. 
The Bible says, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him? <laughs> or the son of man that thou makest account of him? By the way, notice those weren't questions. <laughs> those were exclamations. Verse 4. Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passeth away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning, and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows, and destroy them. Send thine hand from above. Rid me, and deliver me of great waters from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speak vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speak van speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full, afford in all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets, Happy is that people that is in such a case. Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to go through it verse by verse, but reading the whole thing, you can see it's a psalm of David that is a psalm of praise. He's given glory unto the Lord. But I want to zero in on verse number three. Miss Helen mentioned it. Miss Stephanie mentioned it. Miss, Miss Kristen mentioned it. What is man? That thou takest knowledge of him. Again, it's not a question. It's a statement. It's an exclamation. God, it's beyond my understanding, but I praise you that you take notice of man. I want to preach this morning on this thought. A good God's regard for worthless man. <laughs> a good God's regard for worthless man. Amen. God made a perfect earth, and then He said, i got to do a little bit better before I make man, and He made a garden. A better place in the best place. Amen. I don't, I don't understand that. I can't comprehend that. But He made a hedged-in place, a garden there, that He made man, and He put Adam and his wife in that garden. Amen. I'll just say this. All you got to do is look around you. My wife taught that lesson this morning, or tried to, and these ladies interrupted her. But anyway... <laughs> But talk about counting your many blessings, and it will amaze you. It will surprise you at what God has done. You know what we do? We count our troubles. Amen. We count our bills. 
We count our problems. Amen. We count our aches and pains. Amen. There's complaining in the streets. Amen. Really, that's where we are. And, and by the way, and I thought about this, Miss Chris is talking about how happy she was to see Ava happy. Amen. Didn't want to see her down in the molly grubs. You reckon God's that way as a parent? <laughs> Amen. Well, I, I better leave that alone. God, a good God made everything that is and supplied it for man. Matter of fact, here's what he said. He said, all these green herbs and all these fruits. And all, he said, I've given it to you for meat. Amen. God made it all and gave it to us. Amen. We don't have a beautiful earth because we got a Congress that can pass the Green New Deal. We got a great planet because God made it. So, by the way, it's a fallen, cursed. Think what it had been before the curse. Amen. Think what it would be when the curse is lifted. Hallelujah. Amen. It'll be a new heaven and new earth. That's what it'll be. Amen. But God made all that and gave it to man. That, that shows us God must care a lot about man. When a family's expecting a new child, I know Miss Amanda's, I was talking about like she's fixing to have that baby within two or three months or a year or so, sometime. She'll be having that baby, hopefully the next week or so. Amen. Amen. But when a family's expecting a child, especially if it's their first or second, they make all kinds of preparations. Man, they fix a special room. They get everything ready. <laughs> you know why? Because they're happy about that new life coming in. It looks like God must have been happy about the man he's getting ready to make. Amen. Now, he knew man before he ever made man. He knew that man would fall. He knew that man would fail. And yet he gave us all these. I'm telling you, God must care a lot about man. Amen. Second way I notice that we can see not only that God made a world for us, but He gave a word to us. Amen. When He made Adam, He commanded him. He put him in a garden and He said some things to him. Amen. He gave him some commandments. Hallelujah. Amen. By the way, if you really love your children, you give them some commandments. But He gave His word to us. We wouldn't even know about God if He didn't give us His word. I, again, go back. Miss Christian said we can believe that Bible when we can't believe nothing else. We're living in a world of fake news. Amen. You can't. You don't know who to trust, who to believe. What, but I'm glad. Thank God, you do know who to trust and who to believe. You got a Bible. Amen. You can believe God. You can believe that book. Amen. Thank God God gave it to us. He gave us His Word. Not only He gave us a world and He gave us His Word, but He gave us His Son. For God, these are the words of our Lord Jesus Himself. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Man, God must love man. Praise God. He must love man. Number four. This is the last one on, the, on this particular point. On ways we can see. He not only made a world. He not only gave us His Word. He not only gave us His Son. But He gave us witnesses to tell us about all that. Romans chapter number 10. We know that real well. He says in verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. Thank God God gives us preachers. The world hates preachers, but thank God God gives them preachers. Amen. Witnesses. 
You may be the only witness somebody in this world has. Amen. You say, why should I knock on my neighbor's door? Well, by the way, we had new neighbors moved in a couple of weeks ago. We've been gone a week and a half. And so yesterday, I told my wife to get a fruit basket and go go by the neighbors and give them a track and invite them to church. And she couldn't find fruit baskets. You know, can't find them. She got some cookies. She said this younger couple had children, small children. So she said, they'll eat cookies. And so she got some cookies. And we went by there and knocked on the door. And she gave them the cookies. I gave them the track. Told them I'm a pastor. Invite them to come. Amen. Why should you talk to your neighbor? Because they may never hear if you don't. And God cares enough about them. He wants them to have a witness. Jeremiah chapter number 7 verse 25 says this, Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt, unto this day I have even sent unto you all my servants, the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them. God said, I sent you preachers. Amen. I sent them. I know that's talking about Israel again, but I believe it can apply. Amen. And then my last point. What should we do? Seeing that God takes knowledge of man. What should we do? How do we apply that to us? Number one, we should recognize the goodness of God. Recognize it. That's what the psalmist has just been doing. That's what he's going to go on to do. Talking about how good God had been. And he blesses the Lord. Verse number one, blessed be the Lord, my strength. Amen. Which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. He'd been talking about the goodness of God. Amen. If we'd open our eyes and look around, we'd see the goodness of God. I suppose you do remember when Moses said, Lord, I want to see you. Matter of fact, he said, I'd like to see your glory. God said, you can't see my face, Moses. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you see my goodness. And he hid him in the cliff of the rock. Amen. And he said he let all his goodness pass by Moses. And by the way, and, I, and it, it's give me a principle. I believe this is a true principle. I believe the way you see the goodness of God is by looking at the past. Just look behind and you'll say, well, God was right there. And God was right there. And God did that. Amen. Amen. And you see the goodness. But he keeps reminding them, I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. Amen. I'm the one that brought you through the Red Sea. I'm the one that fed you with manna. I'm the one that gave you the quail. I'm the one that gave you the water. I'm the one that... He goes on talking about all the past things that he has done. And you can see the goodness of God if you look at the past. By the way, that may be one reason why the socialists and the God deniers want us to forget the past. They want to wipe out the past. But it's the goodness of God. Psalm 31 verse 19 says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Amen. Lord, to look around, take notice of the goodness of God in the land of the living. The psalmist talked about that. He said, I'd have fainted if I hadn't believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Secondly, and that just seems, I mean, just goes right with it. The goodness of God, if you see that, ought to lead us to repentance. That's right, Romans chapter number 2, you know it well, verse number 4. Or despisest thou the riches and goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. 
Sometimes we get upset because God's good to sinners. Here I am, Lord, trying to serve you. It looks like they're having it easier than I am. Looks like they got better health than I do. Looks like they got more 401k. Looks like they got everything going, going for them. A preacher said this week, he said, you hang on to that 401k, it'll become a 201k, and then a 101k before it's done. Don't put your trust in the world. Put your trust in God. That's what he was saying. That's right. But we look at them and we say, Lord, it looks like the sinner's got it so good. I'm telling you, why the sinner's got it so good? Because there's a God in heaven that loves that sinner and wants that sinner to be saved by the goodness of God. Leading them. Amen. Leading them to repentance. Third thing it ought to do, it ought to cause us to praise Him for His goodness. If you're in Psalm 144, turn back a few pages to Psalm 107. Oh, another great psalm that repeats itself. And you know, when God repeats Himself, it must mean something. I mean, it means something. You've heard it when He says it once, but He says it again. And again, and again, it really must mean something. Psalm 107, He starts off, Oh, give thanks. Under the Lord. Why? What do I got to give thanks for? For He is good. For His mercy endureth forever. By the way, the past was good. Mercy is for the future. Amen. Keeps right on going. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Thank God. Amen. Miss Helen talking about God reached up in Canada and got a hold of her and brought her down to America. Amen. And let her meet some people that knew something about God and get saved by the grace of God. Amen. Thank God. Amen. God reached down into Mexico and brought Miss Stephanie up. Amen. She's saved, I guess. I don't know. You, you got saved in America, I guess, didn't you? All right. Praise God. Amen. Wherever you're at, my point is this. It don't matter where you are. God knows where you are. God's concerned about people all over the world. Thank God. Amen. But He reaches out to them and brings them in. Then why, what should we do about that? Look at verse number 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Why? Why? For His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Jump down verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Jump down to verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Verse number 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. I just have to say, what we ought to do, we ought to exalt our God. We ought to praise our God. We ought to bless our God. If we look around and see His goodness, amen, it ought to cause us to repent of our grumbling and complaining. Amen. And it ought to cause us to lift up holy hands and give glory unto our God. For His goodness. Then my last thing is we ought to honor God. Honor God, honor His Word, honor His house, honor His servants, honor His children for His goodness. God's been so good. You think about people, sometimes we honor people because we knew their parents. Our father's friend, amen. We, we knew their parents and so we honor their children. Listen, we ought to honor children of God. We ought not be with the same mouth. With the same mouth now trying to praise God while we're cursing men that are made in the similitude of God. Blasting everybody coming and going. We're guilty of it. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm preaching on praising God, but we've got to see man is worthless. What is man? Man is worthless. 
But thank God, God is good. And a good God still has regard, thank God, for worthless man. Amen. Isn't it amazing that such a high and holy God would stoop to even look at someone so low and sinful as you and I are? I think the songwriter had it right when he penned the words to my Savior's love, also known as, I stand amazed in the presence. That first verse, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how He could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. And then he breaks into the chorus, how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Let's stand to our feet as they come with a song. Is that not your sentiments exactly? Lord, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What a God we serve. What a good God we serve. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., we'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have a special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God, as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.